Hi, welcome to Hayigeret, or The Message, a unique journal of original and plagiarized Jewish thought in the merit of my grandfather, Benjamin Arye ben Leah, and for a refuish lema, a complete healing for Esther Batsipora. Okay, so we are in the second to last portion of the Torah, Ha'azinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, our teacher, for the entire book of Deuteronomy of Devarim in Hebrew, has been giving B'nai Israel, the children of Israel, his last words of wisdom. As we know, Moshe will not be entering the land of Israel with the people at the end of the Torah. So, like a parent about to send their child off to college, Moshe is trying to capture all of the things the kid needs to know before launching them out into the world. We spend a lot of Sefer Devarim of the book of Deuteronomy recapping the events of the past 40 years in the desert, while also talking about the way that the Jewish people should conduct themselves once they enter the land of Israel. In last week's Torah portion, we read about a quote-unquote song that Bnei Israel should write for themselves and teach their children. This quote-unquote song represents the Torah, but it also refers to an actual section in this week's Parsha, Shirat Hazinu, the Song of Hazinu, which is the name of the portion. The section describes how Bnei Israel will turn away from God once things start going well when they enter the land of Israel. The text explains that this song should bear witness against the Jewish people, predicting that Bnei Israel, the children of Israel, will stray. God not only predicts that Bnei Israel will stray, but also predicts how God and the Jewish people will react to these events. The text says, And I will kindle my anger against them on that day, i.e. at that time that they turn away from me, and leave them, for I will hide my face from them, and terrible things will befall them, and they will say on that day, it is because God is not in our midst that these evils have befallen us. So to summarize, Bnei Israel has strayed, they've turned to idol worshiping, done all you know, other negative things, and God gets angry and sends bad things to them. But Bnei Israel's reaction is saying, these things befell us because God was not in our midst. And saying that sounds like Bnei Israel is blaming God for the bad things that will befall them. They're saying, well, God turned away from us, and that's why these things are happening, not because we did anything wrong. What we have here is a seeming showdown between God and the Jewish people. And because Moshe, Moses, sees that this situation could be in the future for both parties, Moshe gives over Shirat Ha'azinu, the song of Ha'azinu, to prepare future generations for this situation. Moshe opens the song, commanding Bnei Israel to listen. He then praises God, following the praise with the statement, Destruction is not his. It is his children's defect, you crooked and twisted generation. Moshe is saying, don't blame God for your straying. It's not that God isn't among you, it's your own doing. Moshe goes on to say, is this how you repay the Lord, you disgraceful, unwise people? Is he not your father, your master? He has made you and established you. These statements directly confront B'nai Israel's inevitable question. Whose fault is it that bad things are happening? The answer is ours or theirs. If B'nai Israel is fully blaming God for the bad things in their midst, then that's because they've misinterpreted the last part of this statement, the statement that says, he has made you and established you. Just because we are God's people does not mean that God acts like a fairy godmother to our every wish, poofing away any trouble. The covenant that the Jewish people have with God is one of reciprocation, of responsibility. We have bechira chofshit, we have free will, which means that we are accountable for our actions. And this theme of mutual responsibility is repeated a lot in the Torah, and specifically in the admonition sections called the Torachot. These sections describe how when we are successful, we become affluent, and when we become affluent, we stray. 
Recently, it was the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and all over social media, I kept seeing this one post being shared. It says something along the lines of, I would never want another 9-11, but I miss 9-12. On 9-12, the country was united. Stores ran out of flags to sell, religious communal participation was at an all-time high, and of course, I would never want another 9-11 or another terrorist attack, but it was beautiful to see the unity. That's kind of the general message. Why did this happen? Why was this the case? The tragedy of 9-11 reminded us of our fragility. It showed us how little control we have really beyond our own actions. We thought we were in the driver's seat, but we're not. And if we're not in control, then who is? When we're reminded of how much we are not in control, this is, this is when it's really easy to go to God. We have nowhere else to turn. When things are good, though, when we've worked hard, when we've plowed the field and reaped the benefits, when we see the fruit of our labors, that's when we forget that the only reason we could get up in the morning to plow the field or the reason we had the mental capacity to hustle was due to God-given gifts. The Jewish people strayed when they were successful, and that pattern remains today. So what does Moshe advise we do? Recognize the hand of God in our lives. And it's not because God is some egomaniac that needs recognition 100% of the time, but truthfully, having gratitude and perspective makes us happier people. That's end of story. If we look for acts of benevolence and the sadness, if we admit we are simple humans and need help sometimes, if we recognize that things could always be worse, it's impossible to be truly lost. If you ask, you will find. Uvikashtem umatsata. At the end of Shirat HaZinu, Moshe tells Bnei Yisrael that if they take the words of this song, as well as the words of Torah to heart, teaching them to our children, we will lengthen our days to Arichu Yamim, on the land that God gave us, which Bnei Yisrael is about to enter. Moshe is then commanded to climb Har Nevo, Mount Nebo, to die. He doesn't die just yet, though. We still have another Parsha. But it's very moving, this last part that Moshe says. All he wants his whole life is to enter the land of Israel. And he's standing here, knowing he's not going to enter, but encouraging B'nai Israel with so much love and reverence that if you do these things, you will live long days on this land that God has given you. Moshe has perspective, because Moshe has seen the hand of God in his life. He really, he gets it. So that is the thought as we wrap up our penultimate episode of Ha'i Garrett. I'll try to be especially aware of the hand of God in my life this coming week, and I hope you will too. Thank you so much for listening. I'm wishing you a meaningful Yom Kippur. Have a great week.